hello and welcome to Intentional Sounding. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocio, and with me as always is maybe not the worst scumbag, but probably on the list, Sam Grezis. Yeah, I'm an I'm an alternate, probably. Are you a practice squad scumbag? Yeah, pra- practice squad. Never, never, never got col- called up to the big show, uh, unfortunately yet. But you know, still, still got time. You just you just gotta hit more people. That's what you gotta ah, do. Ah, it's the punching. I'm not doing enough of punching. Too yeah. few punch. You gotta, when in doubt, punch more people. Oh, That's dang. if if you take anything away from this episode of the Draw Play podcast, it's punch more people. P M P. Punch more people. Always the Draw Play is not liable for punching. any punching or any like legal requirements. So if you get in trouble, um, you cannot blame us. But yes, punch more people. Welcome to week. Th- Four week three happened and it was it was there. Hey, I no 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 I really liked week three. I actually wanted to talk about this for a little bit because I I ended up being very surprisingly invested in a lot of these games. I I'm after the games week three, were good. <clears throat> yeah, after week three, I am surprisingly invested in the Bills, who have become a very fun team to watch play. Uh, Colts Falcons was a great game. Ravens Chiefs was awesome. Ravens Chiefs lived up to billing. I was not expecting the game to be as good as it was, but Mm -hmm. that game really felt like a fight between two AFC powerhouses that might be a legitimate uh, playoff playoff preview down the road. Like that was a really good game, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Texans Chargers was really good too. So was Saints uh, Seahawks. I don't know. I there were a lot of week three games that I like coming into it with with very few exceptions. Yeah, Steelers 49ers was was a good game. Was it like it was close, it was but close. I wouldn't say it was I a don't know. good game. It was not well played football. That's that's true. That it was a competitive game. We'll put it that way. That one was a competitive game. We can get game. to that. We'll do a quick recap right now yeah. of the games because we got like a main feature to get to, but a uh, quick recap. Uh it was not a good week for either of us. I went eight, no. and eight. You went nine and seven. So officially, you are now one game ahead. <laughs> that's, it's wild that it's taken this long for one of us to pull ahead, though. That's that's kind of crazy. It was not good at all for either of us. No. Uh, Jaguars, Titans, we both got wrong. Jaguars, Gardner Minshew looks fun. The Titans, uh, I think Marcus Mariota might be broken. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. Bummer to say, I. He just doesn't look – he looks scared. He looks broken. The Titans' offense is a mess. That's a bummer. Jaguars still haven't cha- traded Jalen Ramsey as of this recording, so that's still something to worth watching on the Jaguars, but their new quarterback is fun, mm-hmm. and he is very much a meme, so get on that, people. Dolphins-Cowboys went out as expected. Uh, Bengals-Bills. Bengals – they're putting up a fight in every game, but yeah. they're not. They're not crossing the line. I, it's it's really Bills, up to when AJ Green comes back, right? Like, it, I, like I don't want to put too much on that, but it real it really feels like they're so close to winning these games. Bills and Bengals. We we talked about. We had a brief discussion with one of our loyal listeners on Twitter of just like who the yeah who the worst O and three and O team is. I still think it's the Bills. I see. I don't. I'm. I'm starting to. Believe. I am not inspired by the Bills. I like. Congratulations. They they did find ways to win these games. Mm-hmm. Um, but the three teams they've beaten are the Bengals, the Giants, and the Jets. Granted, the Jets yes. are 
arguably one of the worst teams in the league, going to be fighting with the Dolphins for the cellar. The Giants, with Eli Manning, the Giants now are like a com- – it's it's almost like a new season at this point. Yeah, yeah. But that was much. old Giants with Eli Manning, not an inspiring team to beat, and they almost let the Giants kind of come back into that one. Uh-huh. And Bengals, Bengals are they're a fighty, scrappy team that can't do it, but mm-hmm. they went ahead, and the Bills had to pull a comeback victory against this team. I'm just like, they've beaten it. They've beaten teams with a collective record of one and five right that's that's not great no no true but but at the same time i don't know there this is a more talented bills team than we've seen in recent years i think the emergence of of john brown as not just like a a number one target on the team but but generally like looking like a top receiver in the league right now um obviously not not up there with like the super super big names but like he is putting up kind of crazy numbers for a bills wide receiver i don't know i i am i am starting starting to believe and this might be uh, would you say you're starting to believe believe i yes i am a believer this might be colored by the fact that that their games have been consistently really fun to watch this year all three of their games have been entertaining and fun i I could be biased that way right I don't think the second game was fun to watch. That's fair. You you wouldn't. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, mean I, you make you regardless make good points. Of, you make good points. Regardless I'm, I'm of you. what happens here, like this weekend, we're not going to know until week five because this weekend they play the Patriots. And yeah, I, yeah, it's this, I I don't think that's really going to tell us if they're good or not. Listen, unless they somehow unless pull they, off the win pull it off. against yeah. the Patriots. <laughs> unless they do it. The Bills can be a good team, and they're still probably going to lose to the Patriots this weekend. So, really, we're not going to know who they are until week five when they play the Titans. I mean, even uh, still, no, no. They're shit. after this fight, like, good money's on. Oh, my God. Do the Bills have a cake streak. schedule? Are we looking at a team That'd that's going to squeak sweet. in with a cake schedule? That'd be uh, pretty sweet. Let's right. Yeah, let's see. It right, looks like they got a they got buy in week six. Um, week seven, they're playing the Dolphins. Fuck. Easy, easy peasy. Week, so, so through week, week seven, eight, they're going to have Week eight one is loss. the Eagles. Okay, so that, that that's will a, probably that's be, be a, test. a test at yeah. that point. Week nine, they have to play the Redskins. That's... Another test. Yeah, probably. I, I, I guess another test. The Redskins are kind of a mystery. Yeah. yeah. They might be really bad, though. Uh, then they play the Bills. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Then they play the... Wait, what? No, 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 the Browns. They the, Browns. the Browns. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was really... I was very, very confused for a second. Then they played the Dolphins. Then Again? they play... Yeah, Jesus. They got... The yeah, then they got Broncos. the Broncos. The Broncos. Bronco, Broncos will be a test because their defense is not causing turnovers, but still tough. Uh, then they play the Cowboys. Okay, that's a that's a pretty good test. The Ravens. Okay, that's a big. T- okay, it the schedule gets harder. It gets it gets harder, but they still, I think, generally they're, don't. They're going to get off of to a, a strong start. Like, yeah. No, it's it's not a particularly. There. It looks like they're playing the NFC East. 
and they get to play the Dolphins twice, which which is great. Oh, they played the Jets in Week 17. Yeah, there's a pretty decent chance that this team will be fighting for a playoff spot. That's that's the, the thing is, is this schedule. This end. schedule tells me that like you're if you if you can put together a better than mediocre team, you are going to be in the in the wild card hunt. This this team will be competing for the wild card. Like they're not going to compete for the division obviously yeah but this team will probably be in competition for a wild card they will probably start very strong but then they'll have some challenges towards the end there's a pretty decent chance we're gonna do the classic bills season of oh we got hope oh yep. the hope is crushed i yep. i could definitely 100 percent see another one of those seasons happening the schedule right is definitely now. setting them them up for that right like that is yep. that is literally if you look at the arc of the schedule and the strength of schedule that's kind of the arc that it's it's taking with with what should be a nice little optimism booster tune up against the jets to to close out the mm-hmm. regular season right yeah all right, uh, Lions, Eagles. The Lions have not lost yet. Odd. They're yeah. See, that's two, that's my zero thing. Is... and one. Yeah. The Lions are finding ways to win football games, and it's I'm like the way you're interested in the Bills, I'm suddenly interested in the Lions. Yeah. Okay. It's like, Fair. How Fair. how is this team suddenly like doing this? Like I did not expect anything out of the Lions this year. I expected them to suck, but they're they're fighting. They they got some unconventional scores. They kept the Eagles back they got mm-hmm. like they did the most lions fucking shit at the end of that game i don't know if that's you the, saw thi- the end yeah of i game. did oh of course i did it they was were, it was like they they're going teams. to the field goal and it gets blocked and the eagles run it back to basically field goal range on their own side and it's like the lions just lions this game away they had a chance yep. to make it tough and they just gave the eagles at least a free tie game to go into overtime, but then the Eagles fucked up a little bit. Soft, they soft did not get PI the fourth call. down conversion, and the Lions won. Holy yep. shit! Yeah, the they, Lions didn't Lions that game away. If you, well, it's if amazing. You it. So here's the thing: if you are if you are an Eagles fan, you will be saying that the Eagles Lions did the game away because there was this beautiful uh, pass. Um, that got called back uh, on OPI that would have put the Eagles in like like within the ten. That was OPI though. Like ah. I remember seeing that. That was OPI. I thought it was. Yeah, OPI. Oh wait, wait. I'm, I'm no. I'm thinking of another play. Yeah, he pretty clearly pushed off. No, that's true. Because it, it was like open field, right? Yeah, yeah. It was open field on the sideline, yep. and he like shoved him off to the side to make. Yep. Yeah, I, yep. I remember watching that and being like, yeah, yeah. that's a fair yeah. call. That's fair. That's that's true. And then that's yeah that's fair. I I was confusing it with another play um earlier and then and then the fourth down pass just like glanced off of uh the receiver's hands. It was like a good pass, good route. He had the yardage but he couldn't like he bobbled it and just couldn't catch it. Yep. It was well defended too. The guys That's the true. That's true. The like defender right was close. On him. Yeah. That's true. Jets Patriots went exactly as expected. Um, Couple garbage time scores for the Jets, though, for the fantasy. Yeah, yeah, fans. yeah. That that was basically thirty to nothing. That yeah, was, really. That was not really, thirty really to fourteen. Was. That was that was thirty to nothing. The Jets were abysmal. Mm-hmm. Falcons Colts. That was a probably one of the best games of the week. Yeah, just, yeah. Just complete back and forth. The I think the Colts might be legit. Yeah, I, yeah. And and the Falcons don't look as horrific as as. 
I might have previously feared. Matt Ryan still well, doesn't look quite right. They did right, lose Keanu Neal. That's, so that's that sucks. Great. That super sucks. That two years in a row, I felt really bad for that guy when he was lying on the ground crying. It was like, oh man, yeah, yeah. yep. Uh, God, that's. Uh, I don't want to watch this sport anymore. That's right? that's what that was. Jesus. Raiders Vikings. Um. Okay, I guess the Vikings are either a complete dump or they're going to blow their opponents away. Yeah. I, I don't know what to expect out of the Vikings either. I don't know what the hell happened to Stefan Diggs. Like, I don't know. I, I, and I'll be honest. I only know this from fantasy because like from fantasy football, because of people like in my league. Sam. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm going to keep it. I'm just saying this is the only reason. This is the only reason I know about this because he's not showing up on like red zone or on highlight reel. He's not on ESPN. Like he's not on like, he's not making Stefan Diggs plays, which is fucking wild. What happened? I don't know. Maybe he's dealing with some injuries or maybe Kirk is just not looking at him. Mm. Who knows? The, I mean, the Raven, the Vikings did like switch offensive coordinators. Like, Near the end of last year, maybe the new offensive coordinator just isn't using Diggs as much. Fair. Ravens, Chiefs, also probably one of the best games of the week. Uh, the Ravens kept it close. The Chiefs are still just Patrick Mahomes is a fucking cheat code. Oddly, but Lamar Jackson is also kind of a cheat code. Yeah, that's the thing is, is oddly enough, the, the, the thing that won the Chiefs the game was they were able to keep Lamar Jackson relatively bottled up, at least early in the game. I remember seeing the time of possession that the Raiders had through, I think, like the first quarter and a half, and it was pretty abysmal. Um, And then, I mean, then obviously, because that's what he does and he has been wanting to do is Lamar Jackson kind of got the read on the defense a little bit and started putting up points, but it was it was too little too late. So if you're a Chiefs fan, there's a, a, a fucking lot to like about this game, right? It's you don't just have this huge offensive weapon, you know, your, your defense can at least, uh, stop some of the, you know, stop some of the bleeding, uh, from high powered offenses as well. And there was just some, some plays in here that, yeah, there was one play that I remember went the, the Ravens way, like Lamar Jackson ran off to the right side of the field. Oh my God. The, the cross body pass lobbed, lobbed it up. And I'm like, all right, it's, that's a pick. A pick six, and, yeah, And of then course. the Ravens guy somehow got over there in time and got up there and took down the pass for a completion. It was the amazing. The whole time that ball was in the air, I'm like, that's a pick. Like, he threw it in the wrong direction, and somehow it fell into the – the Ravens guy got there in time and made a play. Yeah. That was, that was like, the one play in that game that really stands out to me. Broncos-Packers. Uh, the Broncos are gross. Um I'm beginning to wonder if Fangio is just the next John Fox. Just uh-huh. a really a guy who's very good on defense but doesn't know how to control the offense, so the offense is just bad. Uh Joe Flacco does not look like he's having a good time. He just looks angry. Yeah. He just looks like he's mad all the time and then apparently I didn't realize this until the game was ending, but the Broncos haven't gotten a turnover or a sack yet, which what? is, which is unbelievable. That's ridiculous. A Vic Fangio defense with Von Miller on it. Hasn't gotten a sack or like a turnover yet. Yeah. Are it's, you kidding me? It's what are they doing? How is this happening? Uh, okay. Panthers Cardinals. Apparently that little kid from the Cam Newton commercial who threatened to make everyone in Carolina forget about Cam. 
was Kyle Allen. Because yeah. Kyle Allen is apparently good. Mm-hmm. And he led the Panthers to a pretty decisive victory over the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. We we both picked the Cardinals because we oh, thought yeah, the we Panthers did. were toast without camp. But maybe Kyle Allen is good. I'm I'm hoping also that now that Cam's getting what is it? It's like Lisa Frank surgery or something. Lisa Frank surgery. Yeah. Um, Lisa Frank surgery. <laughs> that that like maybe I mean I don't know, man. I, I I'm hoping that this gets him right, but like given his injury history, I think that's that's being very optimistic. It's it's re- it's really tough to have kind of any kind of real hope for Cam Newton's career, which is really sad. Nope. That's going to be a bummer. Uh, Giants, Buccaneers, Daniel Jones is yeah. the greatest quarterback of all time. Yep. And Danny Dimes. anyone who, for this week only, at least, Daniel Jones is the greatest quarterback to ever live. Yeah. Gotta say, I, it was pretty much exactly what I would have hoped out of the first week. I, I, I'm not happy about Saquon Barkley getting a high ankle, like sure hurting, spray, spraining his ankle. So he's, so it's gonna be the only Danny Dimes show for the next several weeks. But hey, he led an 18 point comeback. Uh, he opened up the offense, did a lot of runs. He still made some rookie mistakes. He he has got a serious fumble problem. Mm-hmm. But hey, maybe we got our guy. Yeah, one game, but it it was the one game that showed us he's the greatest quarterback of all time. And the Buccaneers, despite showing promise, can't kick it through. <laughs> God, the, the Bucs, oh, they're boy. a field goal away from being, like, in the lead in the division. And it's – the Bucks. the Bucs are going to stay the Bucs. Like, that's what they're going to do. I don't have faith in the Buccaneers. They're just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Saints-Seahawks. I was very surprised by this. Saints kind of dominated the game. Seahawks got in a hole early, and the Saints just kind of – Kept it going. The Seahawks pushed close late, but it was a lot of garbage time touchdowns. The Saints Uh were pretty much in charge this whole game, and it was kind of astounding. I felt very happy for Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. I don't know if you saw his uh, locker room speech after the game. You could tell it meant a lot to him that he started a game, that he won the game, and that things went well. Like, I was really happy for the guy. Me, me too. I and mean, we've talked about Teddy Bridgewater on, on the show. Like, w- w- when we started this podcast, that was like, there was another, like, Teddy Bridgewater thing going on. Like, he was getting another, another, another chance. And I don't know. He just, it makes me happy when Teddy Bridgewater is playing well in the NFL. Yeah. He's very easy to root him. for. He's, he's a likable guy. Texas Chargers. Chargers are in that early season hole. Classic, classic Chargers. Uh-huh. What would yep. we be without yep. a Chargers season that started off slow that eventually screwed them over later? Yep. It's beautiful. Yep. It's like poetry. Mm-hmm. It rhymes. Steelers 49ers. What a mess. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. 49ers committed five turnovers, and yep. the Steelers still could not win the somehow. game. Somehow. Yeah. If we were under any illusions that the Steelers were going to be good, well, I think that game kind of destroyed that notion. Uh Mason Rudolph did not look good. The Steelers looked quite abysmal. Huh. Maybe we'll finally have a year where we don't have to think about the Steelers at all. I would appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would like that. Rams, Browns. A lot lot of people were shitting on the Browns for that game. Why? I don't. I don't want to because I don't buy it. the Rams I don't buy are it. one of the best 
the Rams are one of the best NFC teams out there. The Browns taking them down to the wire. Yeah. That was an accomplishment for that team because the Browns were always the underdogs of that game. So them taking them down to the wire in prime time. Yeah, there were, the Browns fucked up in that game. The fourth and nine call was yeah, terrible. Yeah, not the great. Bacon Rayfield is scared as hell behind that very weak yeah. offensive line. Yep. Like if he doesn't if he doesn't get rid of the ball immediately, he scurries off to his right and sucks. So the Browns have got some major problems to deal with, but I don't their defense played well to keep the Rams in check. I don't think the, the Browns deserve to be mocked for that game that they were probably going to lose anyway for making mm-hmm. it more interesting than it should have been. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And even though like it, it it's weird a lot of people are dismissing the like people aren't talking really about the Rams and I think it might still be like a Super Bowl kind of hangover like oh yeah, the Rams got exposed. But the Rams are 3 and 0. They're looking okay. They're not looking as good as they did last year. But the Rams are still a damn good football team. The Browns putting up 13, taking like losing to them in a one-score game where they were never really out of it. This wasn't this wasn't like one of those one-score games where it wasn't like close the whole way, right? The Browns defense peeled some peeled some like turnovers and points off of turnovers off of the Rams, and that's the way you kind of have to hope to win if you're an underdog. And I don't know, man. It was really exciting when the Browns picked off Goff like towards yeah. the end and started driving down the field. Like, holy that shit, are we is this gonna witnessing? Happen? Is this going to happen? It felt exciting. Good for them. Uh, Bears and Skins. That Bears defense is so fucking good. It's really God, scary. God, it's good. Yeah. yeah. It is so good. And the Skins are just a dumpster. Mm-hmm. They they like they might still be okay, but the, against the Bears, they looked like a dumpster, just a f- big fat dumpster. Did you see the play where Vernon Davis tried to do his little stupid hurdle thing, and yeah. Prince Mukamara just yeah. stood back up and was like, "No, you can't, you can't, you, you can't pull you really the hurdle two weeks moment, in a row." Right? Yeah, you got to pick your yeah. moment. Yeah, Vernon Davis already used his one hurdle this year against, yeah. I believe it was the Eagles, where he he did a really sweet hurdle, mm-hmm. kept running down the sideline, scored a touchdown. It was a really cool play. It was probably the Redskins' coolest play so far this season. It's not gonna once you do that once, like you got to keep that in your pocket and save it for a really special moment because once you've shown you can do that, people are gonna expect it, and that's exactly what happened with Prince. He just stood back up and went, "No, get get your ass yeah. down, boy." The the. This game taught me because I I kind of didn't know what to make of the Redskins either uh, until this game. Um, they are a fine team, but when it, like their offense just isn't that good. Like their offense isn't yeah. good enough to beat a defense that knows what they're doing, right? I I and that that is now like now I've kind of got a beat on the Redskins and I I can hopefully more accurately predict them. Um. But yeah, that's that's kind of my big takeaway from that game is the Redskins defense or the Redskins offense has some pretty severe problems. So now that we've recapped that week, I want to get to our main feature of this week's podcast, Draw Play Podcast. And I like most episodes, I hinted at it at the very beginning of the episode by calling Sam a scumbag. But that's what we're gonna talk this. We're gonna talk scumbags. Guess what? This is, I was thinking about this when I was watching 
some football at the bar with my friend this past weekend. But the NFL is doing their NFL 100 celebration, which is honestly so far kind of weak and bad. Like mm-hmm. the logo is kind of generic, and it's not. I don't really feel like they're being celebrated that much. It, they're occasionally showing like some old photos during commercial bumpers, and that's about it. I don't really feel like they're really celebrating it as much as they could be pushing it. And honestly, in some ways I would appreciate if they pushed it. Yeah. I I feel like this would be a, this feels like it would be a very smart play to push it because it would distract everyone from, you know, Antonio Brown nonsense and all that other stuff to push the history. And the NFL is super proud of itself. I'm really surprised they haven't been forcing this down our throats more than they have. Yeah, yeah, it's and I'm I'm kind of glad on on one hand and sad on the other hand because one, I really 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 want 100th anniversary alternates. Right? Wouldn't that be so fucking sweet? They would be amazing. But I think we've digressed a little bit here. In this thought that I was having about the 100 years there's another tradition that is in the NFL, and that is having scumbag players. Yes. So we've all thought about, like, the, the most common discussions is, like, what are the greatest players of all time? What are, what are the biggest draft busts of all time? Like, who is the best wide receiver of all time? What the NFL doesn't want us to talk about or think about is who the worst people that they've harbored are of all time. Who are the who are the players that the NFL wishes we would forget were part of the league? Mm-hmm. Where where are those guys? And that's what I was thinking of because we both hate the league. Yep. We love football. We hate the NFL, and I yep. feel like this is something that we can discuss. And I I asked it on Twitter. I I asked it on a couple of other places. I did some brainstorming and some research myself. I probably could have done more research, but the arrest lists for like team history is very long it's Mm -hmm. very long and ultimately my goal here was to just fill out a 53-man roster not just the starters but like the backups everything an entire 53-man roster of the worst people in nfl history and i i discovered some really fun things i discovered some people that i had no idea I, I, there were some very easy, obvious choices. There were some people that I'd never heard of, which are incredibly terrible and needed to be used on the list. And some of, I, I learned that some positions are apparently very attractive to bad people and some positions yeah. aren't. Yep. Like We'll go over this, but offensive line, I found like nobody who was a scumbag. There were very... It was very hard to find scumbag linemen it was very Mm -hmm. easy to find scumbag linebackers yeah it was difficult to find scumbag quarterbacks it was very easy to find scumbag wide receivers i I will say that there are there are a lot there are a lot of well there are a few scumbag quarterbacks like the scumbag quarterbacks that exist however the scumbagosity of them really moves the needle. You see, right? <laughs> like you see, the thing is, like against like the the top players of all the positions, the quarterbacks don't honestly look that terrible. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, and we might as well get 
straight into this. Yeah, let's just get so into it for sure. For, for quarterback, I've got three three players who made the team, and I, I think the first one on everyone's mind is going to be Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger yeah. Yeah. is obvious choice. Two-time rapist. He was – the Chargers were dropped or he was a quit. I think the Chargers were dropped, but – like I think everyone has more or less accepted the fact that he was—he's a rapist, yeah. and he's just a douchebag in general. I don't mm. think putting Ben Roethlisberger on this team is a controversial choice. Same mm. with Jameis Winston, who's yep. basically the same person. Mm-hmm. Rape, did the crab leg thing. Why? When I put this on Twitter, I was actually surprised at the amount of people who only knew Jameis Winston. For the crab leg. That thing. means, that means like, what? the system's Wait, what, working, what did Jameis right? like, do? And it's just like, did you somehow miss two years ago when he got suspended for conduct policy after he groped an Uber driver? How yeah. do you fucking miss that? After, after all the shit that he did in college, too, right? After yeah. after being incredibly can, accused of, of sexual assault in college. I can give I can almost forgive people for not knowing. If they're only NFL fans and they don't follow college, they might not have known about Jameis Winston's bad college history. I didn't know about it until I started looking him up that season to draw like all the stuff. But he he seriously he got suspended for groping his Uber driver like two seasons ago. How do you forget that shit? Yeah, yeah. So those are those are two QBs. Uh, the one this was actually the last guy I added to the roster because it was a big like should I or shouldn't I? And I was looking at a lot of factors overall. I was looking at like. The level of the transgression, the amount of transgressions, um, how famous the person was and how willing the NFL was to like sort of like ignore it, that kind of thing. Yeah. And ultimately it's it's the level of the transgression and the fame level of how willing to ignore the NFL was that pushed him into the final slot. And I'm going to say Mike Vick. Michael Vick mm-hmm. has repented. He's probably mm-hmm. a good person now. Yeah, doesn't he, seems he have like a, he's on a better path. Doesn't he have path. like a shelter or something? Yeah, he like he seems I think he's got a like rescue. he's genuinely learned his lesson and he's a better person. But yeah. we can't ignore just how terrible what he did was. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So he's not going to start on the scumbag team, but. A roster spot feels fair because that scandal rocked the league. Yeah, and man, many man. people will never forgive him. So back when that back when that was something the worst that's deserved. That we, yeah. that we thought that that you know us all us sweet summer babes, right? Not not knowing like oh is is he? There's a dog fighting ring, and that's and that's it. Oh man. Um, <clears throat> Oh boy. For let's move on to running back and we'll start with the very very obvious Hall of Fame scumbag choice of OJ Simpson. Mm-hmm. Nothing more needs to be said about that. I mm. also have a man who you may have forgotten about called Lawrence Phillips. Lawrence Phillips, uh on top of being a domestic abuser, he hit three teenagers with his car after an argument. Whoa. Uh went to jail f- went to jail for that. And murdered his cellmate. Jesus. So, yeah. Lawrence Phillips. Yeah, I didn't know who this dude was. He's a very, he was a very bad person. Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, to recap. Domestic abuse, 
hit three teenagers with his car, murdered his cellmate in prison. And then he committed suicide in prison when I think that they were getting ready to charge him with the murder of his cellmate. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Dave Meggett. Dave Meggett, uh, also multiple allegations of sexual assault. He's a rapist and burglary. He's... I, he... <laughs> this is not going to be a happy list if no, you haven't not, figured dude. it out yet. <laughs> this is a depressing look at some of the terrible people who have snuck their way into football. Mm-hmm. We also have Larry Johnson, who is kind of a crazy person. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He has committed assault and domestic violence. Also on the list, I have Adrian Peterson, who is a child abuser yep. and has not seemed to learn from that child abuse whatsoever, despite suffering a massive suspension and punishment because of it. Mm-hmm. And to round things out, I have Ray Rice, who is another like sort of you gotta situation put him on the like list. Vic. No, you got to put him on the it, list. He, he belongs there. Yeah. There's been no other crimes by Ray Rice. And by all accounts, he seems this seems like the anomaly. But what he did yeah. became such a thing, and it was terrible, that it deserves a roster spot. Uh, of, so, of course. And it, and it kicked off, an, like, this, what he did, like, kicked off, uh, like, a new era of, of how the NFL deals with this stuff, too, right? Yeah, this, he basically started the... Like, he's almost like the originator of the Me Too in the NFL sphere. Like, Mm -hmm. that's kind of where he started such a PR disaster that the league literally has to handle everything differently now because of just how poorly they handled that. So, wide receiver. And we're going to start with, you know, the guy who hired an assassin to execute his girlfriend and unborn son, uh, Ray Carruth. Yep. Jesus. Easy pick for Scumbag Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But behind him, we have a guy I'd never heard of. Didn't play too much in the NFL. He played actually very, very few games. Didn't have a great career as an NFL player, but he had a fantastic career as a serial killer. What? His name was Randall Woodfield. Look him up. Randall Holy Woodfield. Shit, also, dude. also known as the I 5 Killer. He has what? One, confer- one confirmed murder uh, linked directly to 18 murders and may have committed as many as 44 murders. Also, sexual assaults are just part of that. So, yeah. Randall out Woodfield, for the Packers. a legitimately nicknamed serial killer. I... Me- I wasn't ready for for this to become a true crime podcast. I'm, but I'm here for it, right? <laughs> it, yeah, if you want to look it up, it's just Randall Woodfield, pretty much spelled as you would expect. Just yeah, the I five killer. Thank you. I wanna I wanna give a special shout out to PFT commenter who was oh, the sure. one who responded to my tweet with this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know he existed, so thanks PFT for having a bizarrely encyclopedic knowledge of fringe NFL players who were also serial killers. There, there's a, there's an SI, uh, the sports illustrated, uh, long read about it. And the lead is they're They're like talking about how no one's saying football led Randall Woodfield down his path to, uh, to serial killer dumb, but did it perhaps deter him from it? At least for a while it, I have not, I can say I have not read this, I want to very much. Holy shit. This seems 
horrifying and yeah if you want to go down a, a yeah. like a google yep. hole like yep. a like a like a hole like th- this will kill a good hour of your time looking yeah. this guy up it's this, horrifying. this seems yeah if, you, if you're into true crime shit this seems this seems that might be right up your alley so so the other people i have on the wide receiver list um michael irvin uh, uh lots of drugs yeah. probable sexual assault and stabbed a teammate with scissors when he wouldn't move to get a haircut faster uh-huh so michael irvin just just in case you forgot michael irvin is also a douchebag uh marvin harrison who maybe shot people and may have been a gang leader there's a lot of haziness around that situation but it seems like mr quiet private also may be a terrible person right there's it's it that would be an investigation i would be interested in reading more about i don't know if anyone has uh Mm -hmm. we also have sam hurd who ended up being a drug kingpin uh (laughs) antonio brown who a couple weeks ago wouldn't have been on this list but now is because of sexual assault and rape and threatening antonio brown it definitely has made a push for the team we and rounding out the wide receiver is tyreek hill yeah yep there's a lot of wide receivers i also kind of left off the list but if we have enough time i'll go to the honorable mentions practice Mm -hmm. squad team Mm -hmm. tight end well you only you only need the one right you only need the one no we need three what really there's tight end does not have a lot a high volume of scumbags but there but three of the worst people on this list are tight ends starting with the obvious yeah aaron hernandez yeah there's the te1 spot for sure had had a hobby of doing murders aaron hernandez easy choice Mm -hmm. but you cannot forget kellen winslow jr oh my god i did forget about kellen winslow jr you know, the serial rapist, uh, kidnapping, battery, yep. assault. He raped people. He, like, exposed himself on the street. He was just a fucking weirdo when he was on a team, if you read the reports of former players and teammates. Kellen Winslow Jr. is a vile human being, and I am glad mm-hmm. he is in prison. Mm-hmm. The last big name here is a guy named Jeremy Stevens. Probably Never. raped someone, assault, battery, Probably the worst driver maybe ever. Like, he has an entire section on his Wikipedia page dedicated to his traffic violations, and they're all just extreme reckless driving. Jesus. Also, he's the person who beat up Hope Solo. Wait, Just what? in case you needed uh, needed to remember who he was, like Hope Solo, the soccer player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy who was dating Hope Solo and beat her up. Holy shit. Dude. So yeah, the tight end the tight end field is it's pretty stacked, yeah, with scumbags. We're running a three tight end team here. Like that's that's how bad it is, and none of these people could possibly be cut. Mm -hmm. I have two fullbacks on the list because this is honoring the history of the NFL, where fullback used to be more important, and mostly we had to have fullback on here because Jim Brown was technically a fullback. Okay, Jim Brown. Yep. Has has a history of domestic issues with women. Yep. So yeah, you you know him as the historical great player, but he's he's had some sketchy incidents with women. Listen, a lot of historically great players, not not just in football, but in all sports, you know, 
kill your idols, right? They, a lot of them are scumbags, and a lot of them are. There's, be aware. Be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Just be aware that they're humans more than they are just sports heroes. Roosevelt Potts was the other fullback. Uh, he just went to prison for domestic violence. Jesus. We'll run quickly through the uh, offensive line for the uh-huh. tackles. I have Bryant Bryant McKinney, who is best known for the sex boat and um, getting in some fights outside of bars, so battery and disorderly conduct. Best known for the sex boat. He was one of the main sex boat people. Then there was the guy named Desmond Harrison, who is a committer of assault. Mm-hmm. Offensive guard, Richie Incognito, probably the easiest choice on the offensive line for scumbag. If if you followed the NFL at all for the past 10 years, you know exactly who Richie Incognito is and why he belongs on this list. Mm -hmm. There was another guy named Conrad Dobler, uh, older guy, historic guy. He punched Mean Joan Green. He spit people. He was basically just a really dirty player. Like Mm -hmm. I said, offensive line was hard to find true, like, true deep scumbags but dirty player punching people spitting like that 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 works well enough it's it it Um, is so fucking odd like the jesus this might sound callous but it it really is it's super odd to to hear all this like how this is broken up by like position right that like man it's 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 chilling this whole thing is fucking chilling to me and it's very scary and very bad and i don't like it very much center was probably the lightest position um i had only two names and both are questionable for different reasons dominic raiola who was a center for the lions basically just verbally harassed the band at like a sporting event that was probably his worst transgression but there was another guy named Barrett Robbins who has done – he's had attempted murder and assault, but he's also extremely mentally ill. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of like, well, how much of it is scumbag and how much of it is just extreme mental illness? And if yeah, you look and, this guy not up, getting it, the help. It's, it's mental illness. I have only had these two guys because we basically needed offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Now we'll get to the defense. Uh, we'll start with – Defensive tackle, and we'll start with Warren Sapp. Domestic battery, soliciting yeah. prostitutes, bankruptcy, and generally just being a dick. Warren Sapp was a dick. Josh Brent, who you may remember from several years ago as the guy who got really drunk, got in a car crash, and killed his teammate. Right. Yep. Defensive tackle's not the deepest position, but defensive end, pretty much everyone I found I thought deserved a piece on this list and we'll start with greg hardy remember greg hardy jeez god damn greg what? hardy unapologetic yeah. domestic abuser yeah and then and then and then once no one would have him in the nfl he started to fight in the ufc there was a person who played like four football games total as a defensive end named robert rosier or rosier r-o-z-i-e-r um he makes this list because he was also a serial killer mm-hmm. he somebody on twitter pointed uh at Grady beard i just want to say he pointed out that robert rosier technically killed more people than games he played in the nfl holy so that's, shit that's a, i think he killed seven people so i want to say like you've probably never heard of this guy 
but he belongs on this list. Mm-hmm. What else we got? We got Frank Clark, current guy who committed yep. domestic violence. He yep. threatened the reporter who questioned him. Uh, we had Ray McDonald, who was basically Frank Clark of a few years ago, domestic violence, sexual assault. He got cut. Uh, there was a guy named Leonard Little. He hit someone when he was drunk, drunk manslaughter, uh, DUI, just bad driver, just repeated offenses in his car. And then lastly, I, I wanted to fill it out with an actual, just honest to God, dirty player. And that is Charles Martin, who you may best know as the guy who basically ruined Jim McMahon forever with yeah. his incredibly filthy hit. Right. Late, late, like, the call that roughing the passer was invented to prevent. Like, mm-hmm. the, Charles Martin committed the worst roughing the passer in NFL history. Linebacker. This was a stacked position. Simply stacked. And we'll start with probably the most famous, um, best player on the team, Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence oh, Taylor's man. not a good person. LT, yeah. He did... He did all the drugs. He committed tax evasion and, of course, statutory rape. Mm-hmm. The other obvious choice for this list was Bill Romanowski, who yeah, oh man, honestly hasn't had too many legal issues, but Doesn't... has been an incredible racist and probably yeah. the dirtiest player of all time. Yes, yeah, I I have no qualms calling Bill Romanowski the dirtiest football player of all time. The stories you hear about that guy and read of just what he would do, if he would just be at the bottom of a pile, find a random hand, didn't matter whose hand it was, could be his own teammates, and he would just, like, twist the fingers. Like, what the fuck? Bill Romanowski is a monster. He is a terrible human being. Fuck Bill Romanowski. Rounding out the linebacking position, we have Terrell Suggs, who uh, threatened his big mama and his, it might have been his wife and child by pouring bleach uh as well as other domestic violence issues he's got a sketchy past do not look at his gummy smile and think he's a good person he is not ray lewis he covered up murder mm-hmm. and he, maybe he even committed the murder we know for sure he covered up the murder yeah there's a guy named nate webster who committed domestic assault sexual battery and also had statutory rape just just the linebacker position is just the statutory rape position apparently uh there is a guy named eric napowski who committed a murder a murder singular i which for this list has been kind of low-key for the murderers but he committed a murder there is a guy named Michael Boley, who was a Giants player a while ago, he uh, he got convicted for child abuse. We have Joey Porter, uh, who attacks the people at a bar, punched a, another player, basically just being a belligerent dick his entire career. He was a dirty player. And then Alden Smith, who, you know, DUI, hit and run, assault, rounding out just a lot of linebackers. And it seems like it's specifically, like, the edge rushing linebacker types like Terrell Suggs and Lawrence Taylor and Alden Smith, the guys who are technically linebackers, but are basically pass rush specialists. Basically if Von Miller turns out to be a murderer, there's a precedent, right? Cornerback Brandon Browner attempted murder. Uh He's in jail for a while because you know, he attempted murder. Then there's Pac-Man Jones, 
We all know Pac-Man Jones. Mm -hmm. Lots of assault incidents, vandalism, the whole strip club incident, which was very publicized at the time. Then rounding out the cornerbacks, we have Parrish Cox, who committed sexual assault. Well, I I guess he was technically, the charges were dropped, but it it, it looks like he's probably, like if you're getting into that situation, you're probably still a bad person. Uh, I was really torn between making it Parrish Cox or Akib Talib, and ultimately oh, yeah. Akib Talib has Akib Talib is a dirty player, but he's—I don't think he's ever done anything truly awful off the field outside shooting himself in the leg, which yep. is more dumbassery than scumbag. Uh, safety Jack Tatum, who is just a dirty player, just hit a lot of people and just a piece of shit on the field. Not particularly bad person off the field, but just on the field, he was a piece of shit. Uh, there was a guy on the Packers named Mossy Cade, who I'd never heard of, who sexually assaulted his aunt. Good job, Mossy Cade. But the most important safety is obviously Darren Sharper, Hall of yeah. Fame scumbag, prolific yep. serial rapist. Moving down to special teams positions, we have kicker is Josh Brown, which we... Famously, oh, yeah. yeah, famously called, called before it happened. Sucks. The, he, he you hate to wife, see it. So you hate to see it. So we've got at least one kicker who's a piece of shit. Uh, punter and long snapper are both white collar crime criminals. Uh, the punter is Russell Er Exelben. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he committed fraud and money money laundering. And our mm. long snapper is Kevin Hauser, who committed fraud. Our coach, I oh, have man, man, you got it. You got a whole, you got a bevy of choices here, bud. Uh, yes, we have Buddy Ryan. I, I kind of went with Buddy Ryan because I've always pictured him as just a complete jerk, yeah. and also he punched Kevin Gilbride once. Mm-hmm. Um, for offensive coordinator, I have Sean Payton. Uh-huh. For good. De- yeah. For defensive yeah. coordinator, I have Greg Williams. Oh man. Oh man. Jesus Christ. Horrific. <laughs> and they are owned by Dance. Yeah, of course. But really, you could put insert any of the owners. Most of the owners are going to be bad people and have done bad things. But Dan mm-hmm. Snyder, specifically thinking about the cheerleading incident. Oh god, I forgot. I, I completely forgot th- about that. Yeah. Yeah. When he he basically pimped out his cheerleaders, that was what pushed him over the top and into the owner of the scumbag team slot. Mm -hmm. But that's that. Uh, Before we get to the quick lightning round of guessing the teams, I'll I'll do a quick rundown of the practice squad for quarterbacks. I wrote down Ryan Leaf. He's he's reformed, and he never did anything as bad as Mike Vick, but he did break into people's homes and – uh, was generally a dick when he was in the in the league. Uh, for running back, I have Kareem Hunt, who kicking sure. a woman in a fight in a hotel suddenly seems quaint when compared to the rest of this list. Mm-hmm. I also have Tiki Barber written down, mostly for leaving his pregnant wife for a 23-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, why'd you bring up, what What did he do? And then, yes, I that is a thing that I forgot about. He notoriously picked a fight with Strahan during contract negotiations, and he also basically quit on the team after he announced he was retiring halfway through a season. And then he he went online and immediately insulted Manning the next year, which famously blew up in his face. 
But really, leaving your pregnant wife for a 23-year-old is a douchebag, scumbag move. Mm-hmm. For wide receiver, uh, the, probably the most notable name on here that I left off the team was Titus Young, who's committed burglary, assault, and battery, but is also very, very mentally ill. There's a guy named Doriel Green Beckham, who is uh, broken and entered places and threw a girl down the stairs. Plaxico Burris is more of a dumbass, but yeah. he's also had some yeah. domestic disturbance issues. Um, Riley Cooper was a racist. Mark mm-hmm. Ingram Sr. was a money laundering and fraud committer. Uh, David Tyree, if you didn't know, was a major homophobe and preached for conversion therapy. Yep. Yeah, yep. He appears to have reformed as of late, but like, if you're preaching conversion therapy, you're a scumbag. That's true. And because there's um, Dante Stallworth, I, I do not consider him a scumbag, but people are going to mention him if I don't bring him up because he did kill a man vehicular manslaughter he didn't uh-huh. i don't think he i everything i've read about that situation makes me think that that was a depressing accident yeah he he wasn't going that much faster over the speed limit he, he wasn't really drinking too hard like it just feels like a bad accident so i don't really think dante stallworth is a yeah, well yeah was he he wasn't over the legal limit right or, I don't think or was so. he um, and the other name that I have to bring up, despite completely disagreeing, is Larry Fitzgerald. What did Larry? Who, what, what did Larry Fitzgerald Larry, do? Larry Fitzgerald has a he, he got in a domestic domestic assault um, situation. He has a domestic assault in, incident in his history. It's the only thing in his history that's not the most wonderful human being ever. Mm-hmm. I I do not agree with Larry Fitzgerald being on the team or even on this list. But this is one of those facts that when somebody learns about it, anytime discussion of Larry Fitzgerald will come up, that person will be the dumbass killjoy who will come into the conversation and be like, well, I want to look up his history. He's not like a saint. Like they've basically decided that they know, that Larry Fitzgerald is actually secretly a shithead the whole time, which mm-hmm. I guess theoretically is possible. But looking at everything else Larry Fitzgerald has ever been outside this one incident, no. Like, stop being smug just because you know about this not very well publicized incident. That's that's why that's the only reason why I bring him up because that guy is gonna get mad at me for not bringing it up and being like, oh, well, you didn't know about Larry Fitzgerald. Well, let me tell you. Fuck off. Fuck off. Larry mm-hmm. Fitzgerald is not a scumbag until we mm-hmm. see otherwise. Uh, a couple of other tight ends. There was Mark Chimura, who, you know, sexual assault of his 17-year-old uh, babysitter. Good job. Good mm. good job, Mark Chimura. And a guy named Tyler Higby, who committed a hate crime against a Middle Eastern man, but seems to have apologized sincerely after like dealing with it and been forgiven i didn't look too far into it because it didn't look too bad uh for fullback we have heath evans who is a sexual harasser and got kicked off nfl network because you know he's a sexual harasser and then there was a guy named bruce miller who punched two people uh offensive tackle i have taylor luan who may have threatened a rape victim someone a girl was raped by his his friend and teammate, he may have threatened her. Right. She says he did. I remember that. It's, yeah. 
it's a very he said, she said situation. What actually happened, we don't know. But Taylor Lewan seems like the kind of guy who might have done that. Right. It's 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 tough in a lot of these. And, and this this kind of is in the Larry Fitzgerald situation, too, when you have when you have these things where charges weren't filed. Uh, because this yeah. is kind of the way the NFL, even even before Ray Rice has has dealt with this, is like they're they're just it's not the NFL's thing if charges aren't filed, uh, at least before the Ray Rice thing, because it's like we we don't this doesn't affect us, right? We don't need to no. weigh in on this because it's not a it's not an NFL issue; it's a domestic issue. So it's yeah, yeah it's it's kind of tough to judge some of those. You know, just because it's like we don't – there was an investigation. We we don't know what what happened. And yeah. it seems like everyone else, like, with time, like, dropped it, you know? So it mm-hmm. kind of it kind of sucks if you're if you're looking to hold people accountable or, or help, you know, victims out. But, like – Yeah. Uh, defensive tackle, there was a guy named Ernest Holmes who was very mentally ill and he shot at a police helicopter. But he's also very Thanks. mentally ill. So I was always a little bit, like – not probably going to add him uh, for linebackers. We have junior Gallette who domestic violence and like hit somebody with a belt, but the linebacker position was just so stacked. Um, <laughs> That's the thing. Yikes. Hollywood Henderson uh, committed sexual assault and did uh, and paid some underage girls to do cocaine with him. Uh, Vontae's perfect is just a dirty player, but he hasn't really gotten in trouble off the field. Mm-hmm. And then there was the, the icky situation that I would also consider just another mentally ill depressing situation but he technically murdered some technically murdered two people hovan belcher oh yeah yeah jesus right oh man. uh cornerback i already mentioned akib talib who's just a dirty player he, like gouged that one player's eye out like personal foul shot himself in the leg and there's also a guy named chris culliver who was a homophobe and hit a biker with his car uh Safety, there's a guy named Cam Moore who was basically practice squad levels. He stepped on a woman's neck and was immediately cut. He never played it down. Uh, Eugene Robinson was mentioned to me. He probably isn't enough to make this list, but he's the guy who got an award for being a good person on the Falcons and then went out and partied and potentially ruined their Super Bowl chances by partying too hard the night before and getting arrested. And then the only other player I have listed was the backup kicker would have been Jeff Reed, who at one point he, he was just kind of a weirdo. And he also fucked up a sheets bathroom because in, in like a, a fight. But again, like that doesn't hold a candle to Josh Brown hitting his wife. So that's your scumbag team. You're all 100 scumbag team. Well, worst people I could find that, have played in this league at least a little bit. If there's somebody I've notably forgotten, please tell me so that I can be even further depressed and adjust it. Um, right now, anyone who's listening to this will have probably already seen I'm doing a comic post about it tomorrow, so you will have already seen that. So I've already probably gotten the corrections by that point, by the time you listen to this. But that's the list I have right now. Just a depressing list. Before we go, since we're pretty short on time, we're just going to do a quick pick a team. Don't yeah, let's quick, not do analysis. Quick. Let's just go with your gut. Pick a team. So Eagles Packers. Uh, Eagles, actually. I think they I'm going to go done. with I'm going to go with the Packers. I, I yeah. think their defense might be legit and the Eagles are injured. Redskins yep. Giants. Uh, Giants. I'm also going to pick the Giants. I think the Redskins are a mess. Chiefs Lions. Uh, Chiefs. 
Chiefs. I am also picking the Chiefs. Titans, Falcons. Falcons. They're they're at home. I I think I think I don't know. I Falcons yeah. for sure. Yeah. For me. You know least. what? You know what? Fuck it. Falcons. Browns at Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. Ravens. Sorry. Colts. No, Raiders at Colts. Colts, right? Like I, I'm also I'm also picking the Colts. Honestly, I'm I'm picking pretty much everything the same as you right now. This this yeah. this seems like a pretty there's not too much variation this week so far. Patriots at Bills. Yeah, it's got to be the Patriots. I hope the Bills pull it off, but it's got to be the Patriots. It, it's it's going to be the Patriots. Here we go. Panthers, Texans. <clears throat> oh, Panthers, Texans, huh? I mm-hmm. mm, mm, uh, got to go with the Texans. Got to go with the Texans. Keep things interesting. I'll take the Panthers. Yeah. Char- Chargers, Dolphins. <laughs> okay, Chargers. Chargers. Buccaneers, Rams. Oh, uh, Rams. Yeah. Yeah, I'll pick the Rams too. <laughs> Seahawks Cardinals. This is more interesting than I, I still want to pick the Seahawks, but I, I don't know. I wouldn't I I wouldn't hate you if you picked the Cardinals. Are you gonna pick the Seahawks or Cardinals? I am sicking I'm picking the Seahawks. Okay, officially the Seahawks. I yeah. uh... Dark horse pick for sure. I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't have. I, I'm to gonna go with it. Seahawks. I don't. I don't trust yeah. the Cardinals quite yet against that team. Vikings Bears. Uh, Bears. I'm gonna pick the Vikings. Okay. So why not? We'll see how that goes. It's probably not gonna work in my favor, but I'm trying to keep <laughs> things interesting. Jaguars sure. Broncos. Sorry. Ugh. Oh boy. Oh man. Um. Let's go with the. Let's go with the Broncos. Um. What's his face? Philip Lindsay went on a tear last week, and I thought he was like fucking gone forever. So that that yeah. is the only reason why I'm picking the Broncos is because Philip Lindsay still apparently has something left in the tank. The Broncos defense has to come in at some point and do some damage, and the Jaguars offense sucks. But yeah, oh my, oh my god, this game. Oh, I'll keep it interesting, Jaguars. Okay, fair. Ca- Ca- Cowboys Saints. Uh, Saints. I. Even even without Drew Brees, I think the Saints are going to be able to pull off the uh, In New Orleans, yeah, I think the Saints are probably the winner there. Uh, Bengals Steelers. I'm going to pick the Bengals. Yeah, they have here. to win at same some here. point, right? I'm going to yeah. I'm going to pick the Bengals. Okay. Yeah. And that is week four. We'll have our first game tonight of Eagles Packers. Like I said before, please let me know of any scumbags you know of that I may have missed on our all de- all 100 century all century scumbag team let me know if there's some people i forgot and thank you for listening we'll see you next week oh wait hold on we didn't sign out <laughs> sam <laughs> oh yeah my name's sam uh you you, you can find me on twitter at sam grezes s-a-m-g-r-e-s-z-e-s and on uh, uh twitch and instagram at robots fighting dinosaurs dave <laughs> i'm trial play dave you can find me on twitter at trial play dave on instagram at trial play dave on facebook at the trial play comic and of course on the drawplay.com thanks for listening this is it this is the actual end this time we'll see you next week W-I-D-K 
Do you wish listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fish Stick. It stops you from pooping, but it has its own good chemicals that fight the bad chemicals in you, and that's why yogurt's good for you. Lulu. I don't like shellfish to eat. Feels wrong, like you're just prying open someone's house and you're like, <laughs> The Professor. If you really think about it, a hot dog is just a soft shell bologna taco. And mulch. I don't want a body like John Cena because that just seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean. This is I Don't Know Radio. Search WIDK in your podcast app. Hey, I'm Joe Conley. And I'm Vanessa Frank. We make a show called Spoilers Digest. Where we predict the plots of your favorite movies that we haven't seen. Then we watch the movies and digest it to see what we got right and what we got wrong. So come laugh with us every Wednesday and see how we do. Catch us at SpoilersDigest.com or wherever you get your podcasts.